Hello and welcome again to the Strange Brew podcast. My name is Jason Barnard and this is the second Eric Stewart podcast that we've got. And uh, we just opened with the ritual parts one to three that's from Eric's Fruity Rooties album from 1982, which is one of the highlights from his Anthology 2 CD set, which is out now on Cherry Red. In terms of this second part of the podcast, we, uh, we're still in the midst of 10cc. We're at the part where I'd like to play I'm Mandy Fly Me, which is from the How Dare You album, also a single from 1976. Eric, that was uh, the last album that you did with Godly and Cream, wasn't it? Yeah, as the four-piece it was, yeah. Again, it's one of those songs that comes up right out of the blue. I'm walking down the street in Manchester and I saw this tramp stood in front of a poster for an airline. It's looking up and it wasn't Mandy. It was American Airlines. And I've got the ad somewhere now. And what it was was Cheryl. Hi, I'm Cheryl. Fly me. And I saw this tramp and the story just built itself within seconds in my head. Is he ever going to get on that plane? Would he walk through the poster onto the plane? But when I got home, I thought Cheryl's, it's, it's, it's okay, but it's not, it's not a nice uh, word to sing, Cheryl. And I thought, I came up with Mandy. From nowhere, I'm Mandy, fly me. Wrote the words out. Went down to the studio and, and I, I showed the guys it. And uh, Graham Goldman said, well, you know, I'd, I'd love to finish it with you. So we sat down and got the thing together and took it in the studio. First version, again, wasn't, it was okay. But it, it, there's something missing and and Kevin, again, in, in, in his <laughs> charming way, said, need to kick up the arse. I said, what do you mean? He said, it, it, he said it's nice. He said, but it's not, it's not sort of making you jump. He said, what about in the middle? Let's, let's, let's do something in the middle. Double the speed of it. Play a guitar solo. And we did. We doubled the speed of it. Lol and I played a dueling guitar solo together, just answering each other. And it did. It just lifted it out. In, in, into the unknown again but uh, God when we released uh, the album the feedback we got from the record company and the public was you've got to release Mandy you've got to release Mandy as a, as a as a single and again it was a hit so again this is a great case in point about the um, combination of forces of 10cc the yeah. Godly and Cream Axis and the uh, collaboration that you had with Graham well, it, what is interesting about this Jason is the fact that I started to study and read about what happens with your brain when you, like a painter or, 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 or a, a classical musician or whatever, when an idea comes into your head, it goes into your left frontal lobe, and it does. When you've got someone like Kevin or Lowell suddenly says, no, that's crap, or it needs to kick up the ass, your brain you know, if you're really looking for some inspiration, moves that signal to the right frontal lobe. And that's when you come up with the next idea that pushes it into another universe. That's what was happening with these songs, I'm Not In Love and Mandy. And it, it does work. It does work. But you've got to have somebody say it to you and, and get your hackles rising <laughs> so it will switch to the right front. You think, okay, if it's not good enough, what else can I say? What else can I do? Bang. 
you got it. That's what happens. Kid. 
talking about the departure of Kevin and Lowell uh, you know those creative crucible just couldn't quite hold and um, quickly regrouping with Graham Goldman plus drummer Paul Burgess recording the fantastic album Deceptive Bends which was released in 1977 but 1976 as in this new lineup you uh, topped the charts again with the things we do for love yes <clears throat> both sides of the Atlantic again number one again Again, we're looking to try and do things without Kevin Lowell. Uh, it was difficult to start off with, but again, because we've had such a lot of success with Mandy, and people would give us a chance. You know, they would listen to stuff. They really would listen to stuff. You know, a few years previously, they wouldn't have given us the chance, but they were. And again, things we things we do full of came up again from me writing about my relationship with Gloria again. When we met, uh, walking in the rain and the snow is no place to go. You're feeling like a part of you is dying. Me going across the moors to see her uh, in the rain and the snow. Uh, you can't. Sp- we couldn't speak because the lines were down across the Yorkshire moors. The telephone lines were down. All that I wrote in the things we do for love. And Graham Goldman again put put in some very interesting chords uh, and wanted to change the middle section again. And it just worked. It worked so beautifully at the end of the day. It's a, it's a poppy single. And I sang the lead guitar solo for the first time in my life because I was doing the lead vocal. And, and, and as the middle section where the guitar solo is, was passing, I just started singing. Uh, I thought, oh, bloody hell. Right. I'll play that as well. So I did. And it, it was great fun. And getting that album again, in the charts and a success around the world again and other places like Japan opening up for us. Big market, big market. And it still is Japan. It's phenomenal. So again, great thrill to get another number one like that uh, around the world.
based on a true story with you and Justin Hayward of the Moody Blues? Yeah. I was just talking to Justin about four weeks ago. He was in, in America. He's just come back to England. He's just doing a, a, a tour. Uh, and it was something completely different. Uh, I wanted him to vote for me to become a member of the PRS panel, the Performing Rights Society, because he's a famous writer. And I asked a couple of other people. I asked Paul McCartney and... And Bill Wyman from the Stones, who are friends, and I started. I rang around, and and, and Justin came up and uh, and he said, "Do you remember Dreadlock Holiday?" I said, "Bloody hell! How could I ever forget it?" We were on holiday there. The two families, my family, and Justin with his wife Marie and his daughter, who's called Doremi, which is Do Remy, and my family with uh, my daughter Dee and uh, my son Jody. Yeah, we we were stuck on a uh, on a raft with me about to take off on one of those parachute sailing things where you towed behind a speedboat and you're up in the air straight off the raft with a parachute that takes you high and then you the speedboat drives you all the way around the bay 
and then brings you back across the raft and the guys grab the line again from the boat and they gradually bring you down slowly to land on top of the raft again and take the parachute off. Well, it was just a great idea for a song, but while <laughs> while I'm up there, Justin sat on the boat with these three black guys and he's waiting to, for his turn. One of the guys turns around to, to Justin and said, uh, oh man, he said, uh, I love your silver chain. He said, yeah, he said it was a, it was a present from my mother. I said, oh yeah, right, right, okay. And then uh, he looks at his watch, he said, that's a great a watch with a silver band on it. He said, yeah, it said, that, that was another gift from my wife. And the guy then says to him, I'll give you a dollar for your silver chain. And he said, oh no, man, I don't want to sell it. And the guy then said, if this was Jamaica, I'd cut your fucking hand off. And Justin said, what? Well, what are you saying? Anyway, I don't know anything's happening like this, you know, and I come down and land on the raft. I said, right, Justin, your turn. He said, no, man. He said, get me off this raft quickly. I've just been threatened. I said, right, okay. So we got back into a speedboat and went back to the shore, and he told me the whole story. Well, once he started telling me the story, the song came up in my brain. It just, you know, something happening like that. And, and me walking, I was walking through a, a crowd of guys on the pavement. This is in Barbados. Two guys, two guys leaning against the wall. Two guys stood near the uh, curb edge, the gutter. I walked through, and this guy says, "Hey, man, don't you walk through my words?" I said, "What? Don't you walk through my words? I'm having a conversation here, man." I said, "What?" Oh, I'm sorry, but those words stayed in my brain. Don't you walk through my words. You've got to show some respect. Uh, anyway, that, that's the way the song came about. and That's just, that's just part of it. Uh, it was a great uh, thing to, to, to write. Oh, but Graham Gouldman came up with the great chorus in it because he's talking to some guys at the same time on Jamaica. And he said to this one guy, Oh, he said, uh, yeah, Jamaica are playing England in cricket, uh, I believe, in the next few weeks. He said, do you like cricket? And the man said, no, man, I don't like cricket. I love it. Bang, you've got the chorus there. I don't like cricket, I love it. I don't like reggae, I love it. I don't like Jamaica, I love it. It just, it all slotted in together, the fact that we were all in the Caribbean at that point in time. And it worked in the song. <laughs> street concentrating on truck and right I heard a dark voice beside of me and I looked round in a state of fright I saw four faces one man a brother from the gutter they looked me up and down a bit and turned to each other
chain He said I'll give you one dollar I said you've got to be joking man It was a present from my mother He said I like it I want it I'll take it off your hands and you'll be sorry You cross me You better understand that you're Less than a year after the release of Dreadlock Holiday, you were involved in a car crash. That seemed like a real turning point. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I was coming uh, home from the studio one night, very, very icy night uh, between Dorking, where we lived up in Tadworth in Surrey. Uh, I take a bend and skid off, hit a tree, and I've not got a seatbelt on. And I bounced forward and my head hit the rear view mirror. And that's the last I remember before waking up in hospital, in Red Hill Hospital. And on that road that night, there were 30 other accidents. Uh, and I don't know what happened to the other people, but I'm in hospital, not knowing who I am, where I am. Then the phone goes in the hospital. The nurse comes over to me and she said, Eric, uh, uh, there's somebody on the phone for you. And I said, I don't want to speak to anybody. And she said, it's Paul McCartney. I said, oh, really? So I picked the phone up. I said, hello, can I help you? 
<laughs> and this boy said, uh, yeah, it's Paul. And I said, Paul who? He said, Paul McCartney. And I, I'm going, who, who? But just as he's talking, my brain went in, into overdrive again. And I said, oh, Paul, Paul, how are you? He said, stuff me, man. He said, what are you doing? What are you up to? Where are you? I said, I'm in, I'm in a hospital. And my memory started to open up again. And uh, it was that call that woke me up. Yeah. So fortunately, uh, I, I did really damage my left uh, ear and my left eye, which I eventually lost because of that accident. But again, stupidity. I didn't, I didn't want my seatbelt on and, uh, and I, I crashed the car. But uh, anyway, I'm still around to talk about it. So <laughs> somebody was watching over me. Indeed, and when you recovered, you embarked on the start for your solo career. I've picked Girls. That's from a soundtrack, isn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, the film was called Girls, and it was uh, the film was actually got together by uh, a French film director called Just J U S T J Can, but he was famous for some very, very uh, not pornographic, but soft porn films like the story of O and Emmanuel and Emmanuel too, very sexy films. But he wanted to do something that was a copy of Saturday Night Fever, the American uh, you know, disco-based hit. I'd, I'd initially gone to France to meet uh, Mireille Mathieu. She wanted me to write a song for her and sat down with her at dinner. She didn't speak any English, but her, her sister did, very charming girl, and she kept translating for us. But I could see, looking at Mireille Mathieu, that she was play, playing the prima donna, and I, I just wasn't getting on with her at all. I couldn't open any conversation with her. She she was just a closed shop. So eventually I said to her sister, look, after two hours this was in the restaurant, I said, look, this isn't working. I, I'm, I'm very sorry, but uh, I must go now. Uh, and I went back to the hotel, and there was a message at the hotel from Just Jay Khan to meet him to discuss doing his film girls doing the music for it and we did uh, i got together with uh, duncan Mackay, who was at that point in time playing keyboards uh, on the 10cc tours for us and i got together with him and we got together and started to do all the backing tracks for the film using all sorts of styles of music disco anything and the opening um, track for the film itself uh, as the title was girls I, I i came up with a song called girls and that's how that one happened. Girl, you are the mother of the future. Love to live in a world full of dreams Full of dreams 
80s you were still making albums as part of 10cc and i think you were you were mainly working um without graham on on these uh, tracks and and these are the ones that that feature on the eric stewart anthology i've picked uh lim nouveau riche which is part of the 10 out of 10 album from 1981 yeah Le nouveau riche yeah well at this at that point in time i was actually living on barbados because we'd had such a link with it in the past, with Dreadlock Holiday and things like that, we'd uh, we'd moved over there, my family and I, uh, and we had a had a house there. And each day, I would be watching people coming in from from all over the world, from Europe, from Britain, from America. It got to be very novel to me the way they acted in restaurants, the way they acted on the beaches, and it, it, it was an odd thing. And the title. French title came up to me from another island just facing Barbados called Martinique, where they all spoke French. And somebody there did say, oh, Barbados is full of les nouveaux Full of les nouveaux I said, what, what, what do you mean? He said, the newly, you know, new rich people, new, new money. They don't know what they're doing. And the more he talked to me about it, the more I thought, there's a song there about them going there not really enjoying it, but just thinking they've made it. They've made it, uh, Les Nouveaux Riches. And we've got them all over the world, of course, and things like that happen. But it, it was a good subject for a song, so that's where that one came about. Let me 
were a hassle She tried to handle them cool But her interbreeding was showing By this time, Eric, you weren't really collaborating that much with Graham. No, we weren't collaborating at all. No. Uh, so these songs, those songs you said, were recorded for the Ten Out of Ten album. But I was also writing 
songs at that point in time uh, for the McCartney albums. So there's a couple of tracks on there, Code of Silence and uh, Yvonne's The One, which I'd, I'd written with Paul McCartney. I worked quite a lot with him about that point in time. I'd, I'd done two albums with him, Tug of War and Pipes of Peace. I'd already worked on those purely as a musician, as we, we were seeing each other socially, Paul and Linda, and over in Barbados. They came to stay with us in Barbados, so we had a great time there too. Talking to Paul about where a song came from, there's always something there that you never, ever thought could actually, you wouldn't believe, you know, where something came from. It's a tug of war What with one thing and another It's a tug of war We expected more But with one thing and another We were trying to outdo each other In a tug of war In another world In another world We could stand on top of the mountain With our flag unfurled In a time to come In a time to come We will be dancing to the beat Played on a different drum It's a tug of war Though I know I mustn't crumble It's a tug of war But I can't let go If I do you'll take a tumble And the whole thing is gonna crumble It's a tug of war In years to come, they may discover what the air we breathe and the life we lead are all about. But it won't be soon enough, soon enough for me. No, it won't be soon enough.
It's a tug of war. What with one thing and another, it's a tug of war. We expected more, but with one thing and another, we were trying to outscore each other in a tug of war. He wanted me to write more with him, so I went across and uh, at his house, which is down in Sussex, we got together a load of songs that uh, we were going to record together in his studio, which is down in Sussex too. Uh, a lot of tracks came from just that combination of meeting, working for him, and then, well, it, it was his Linda, Linda, his wife, who actually said, Paul, why don't you and Eric write some songs together? And we did. Well, I went across there the next week and walked into the room, and I, I can see you've got on the list here footprints. Well, I, I, I walked in, and it was deep snow outside. I walked in, and I said, Do you know, Paul, it's so beautiful outside. The snow, the sun is now on it. There's all these footprints. And he immediately said, It's beautiful outside. I said, great, okay, <laughs> that's, the, that's the first song, we'll sit down and write it. And we did, Footprints in the Snow. That's, that's the way it came about. It was, uh, well, it was a thrill for me to be writing with one of my heroes, uh, actually writing, not just sitting in and playing, uh, playing on the albums uh, and doing backing vocals, writing the songs with him and watching how his brain worked. If I if I threw a title at him, he'd just come up with phenomenal words. It's it's a serious gift, but uh, he he was magic at doing that uh, out of nowhere. It's phenomenal words, yeah. <laughs> Dark outside 
From that period, uh, the press to play demos, I particularly like the acoustic yeah. version of Yvonne's The One. That's a song that you that eventually came out as part of the 10cc album Mirror Mirror in the 1990s. That's right. It's beautiful. Yeah, I I, I loved it. Um, I, I'm playing uh, I'm playing acoustic guitar on that as well. The rhythm guitar. Paul's playing acoustic, more of a picked, tuny thing. But I kept saying to him. What I'd really love to do, Paul, is a reggae version of this. A, a reggae version, like, uh, remember that one he did called Sea Moon? I wanted it to be like that. I said, let's do a Sea Moon version of this, because it's got all that vibe in it. The lyrics are very melodic. We can do a lot with it. But anyway, at that point in time, he didn't want to do that. So, of course, we didn't. But yeah, I did. And it's on, it's on my um, 
my album now, it's basically the solo tracks uh, th- that I've written or co-written. I-, I always wanted to put that on there. I, I still don't know whether Paul liked it, actually. <laughs> we never we never discussed it. <laughs>
Eric, we're now up to our penultimate track and we're getting much more up to date back into your solo career and a song from the from your Do Not Bend album from 2003 now. It is more and more each day. To me, that feels a bit of a counterpoint to I'm Not In Love, um, you know, a, a track related to your wife, Gloria. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. What can I say? I actually wrote that on a birthday card to her. I love you more and more each day, much more than yesterday, but not as much as I will love you tomorrow. Uh, and uh, that's what I wanted to say to her. And the minute I'd done it, I thought, bloody hell, that's a chorus of a song. That's a chorus of a song. So I continued to write the song after that and uh, recorded it again myself. I had my home studio by then. Uh, the other studios had closed down or been sold to other people name changed and all that sort of stuff so more and more, more each day was from the my first total solo album where i played everything called do not bend Looking man, I did go far Deep inside that soothing light Too far, but it came out right I can't change a bit of the past Still there, we can make it fast Give and take a moving along Work it out, I'm not so strong I love you more and more each day Much more than yesterday Not as much as I Disappear in the morning light I look at you and you're not a dream 
Final track today, Eric, is a song off your last solo album, Viva La Difference, We're Not Alone. Yeah. That's uh, a really great production, really strong guitar work, really interesting lyrics. I really do feel we're ending on a high here. It's an interesting song because uh, what it was, I don't know whether this will make any sense. I was looking, a friend of mine and his wife, they just had a baby. I'm holding the baby's hands and I'm just looking down at its hands and then looking at my hands and thinking, you know, we can't be the only ones in this universe. The lines there, our lifelines, that's what I was looking at, my lifelines and the babies. So we can't be the only ones here. So it immediately clicked me to write a song about this. We cannot be alone. When you look out, look at the sky, look at the stars, Look at the galaxies and the universes that are well beyond ours. We cannot be the only ones that that exist. So we're not alone. Is all about that, um, and I still believe that very deeply now. There's got to be someone else out there, whether we, you know, our generation or, or the next generations, my sons or my, my daughters or their children. Something may turn up from somewhere. I have no idea. But I've, I think there's got to be someone else out there. We're not alone. Before we play that track and before we go, Eric, I just want to say thank you so much for your time uh, to record these two podcasts. It's been such a massive privilege speaking to you and play your music uh, throughout your whole career. Good talking to you, Jason. No, it's good. It's good to be asked some some intelligent questions. Terrific. All right, you take care.
expense Belies my common sense Though I may never know I do believe we're not alone I watch the tempest through my window pane The power is deadly and the sky insane The trees were bending, do they feel the pain? The trees were thirsty for that precious rain I do believe we're not alone I looked into the hand of fate The lines were deep but how could I relate What might, what will, what could the future hold The past is gone, tomorrow never knows I do believe Mystery, the face that's looking back within the photograph. It's frozen there in time, that moment so divine, like it will always be. I do believe we're not alone. I do believe we're not alone. I love 